the start of Revelation, uh, according to the Passion Translation. I wanted to start uh, off again by reading what the back of the book says. It's a nice little summary of Revelation and what, it's, what I really believe it is about. Uh, this is by Dr. Uh, Brian Simmons. And it says, Of all the 66 books that comprise our Bible, the last book is meant to thrill and exhilarate the believer like none other. A beautiful Christ is unveiled while a company of overcoming saints is seen rising into the fullness of Christ. The book of Revelation is exciting, powerful, and dynamic, but it must be more to us than merely an unveiling of events to come. Revelation must be an experience of encountering the living Christ. God is ready to unveil this book to those who are ready to receive, eat it, and live fully in the splendor of Christ. The unveiling is more than a vision given to John, but is also meant to be an inward discovery, a delightful unveiling within you. This is not a drama of Satan's worst, but a supernatural drama of God's best, pouring through his beautiful Son, Jesus Christ. Revelation carries one revelation alone, Christ unveiled in his people. To read this book with any other focus is to miss the entire center of its meaning. There are other truths waiting for you to discover, but only after centering our gaze on the magnis yeah, magnificent one. That's good. I just wanted to pray real quick as an introduction to the whole book. So, Father, I just want to thank you for everybody here and for everybody else who is listening in on this. Uh, just ask that whoever hears what we discuss here, just let uh, our thoughts and our opinions come in line with you, Holy Spirit. Uh, we just ask for a greater, deeper revelation of you, Jesus, that we would know uh, how much you love us and how good you are. And that you just fill us with more and more of your fullness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I guess I'll start off with chapter one. I guess we can rotate throughout the week. So I'll start us off here. So John chapter one says, This is the unveiling of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to share with his loving servants what must occur swiftly. He clearly made it known by sending his angel to his loving servant John. I, John, bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. A joyous blessing rests upon the one who reads this message, and upon those who hear and embrace the words of this prophecy. For the appointed time is in your hands. From John to the seven churches in western Turkey, May the kindness of God's grace and peace overflow to you from whom, from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are in front of his throne, and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead, and the ruling king who rules over the kings of the earth. Now to the one who constantly loves us and has loosed us from our sins by his own blood, and to the one who has made us to rule as a kingly priesthood, to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion throughout the eternity of eternities. Amen. Behold, he appears within the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the people groups of the earth will weep with sorrow because of him. And so it is to be. Amen. I am the Aleph and the Tav, says the Lord God, 
who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, am your brother and companion in tribulation, the kingdom and the patience that are found in Jesus. I was exiled on the island of Patmos because of the ministry of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit realm on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice sounding like a trumpet saying to me, Write in a book what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Sermna, to Para, Para, per, Pergamum, I believe that's how it's said, to Thatria, uh, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. When I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands, and walking among the, se among the lampstands, I saw someone like a son of man, wearing a full-length robe with a golden sash over his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, white as glistening snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire, his feet gleaming like bright metal as though they were glowing in a fire, and his voice was like the roar of many rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth with a sharp, double-edged sword. And his face was shining like the brightness of the blinding sun. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, and I heard his reassuring voice saying, Don't yield, yeah, don't yield to fear. I am the beginning, and I am the end, the living one. I was dead, but now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys that unlock death and the unseen world. Now I want you to write what you have seen, what is, and what will be after the things that I reveal to you. The mystery of the lampstands and the seven stars is this. The seven lampstands are the seven churches, and the seven stars in my right hand are the seven messengers of the seven churches. Whew. <laughs> it's a lot. love the description <laughs> like the description of him because mm -hmm. like you can I don't know if it's meant to be literal like that's literally it or if it's a representation but when I when I hear it like I'm literal I, I think of it literally and I think it's like it's so cool <laughs> I believe they have a lot a lot of footnotes to still oh, that I can sure. read to you if you I'm want sure. me to hear alright so we'll start with that <laughs> that whole passage here um, and that is starting in verse 12 it looks like mm -hmm. and that is saying about hold on actually in verse 13, 13 technically yeah um, yeah because later it explains the lampstands as the mm -hmm. churches yeah mm -hmm. So, verse 13, walking among the lampstands, I saw someone like a son of man. So you get the picture of him, like, being amongst, being amongst the, his people and yeah. all of his churches. Mm -hmm. It says cool. where two or more are gathered, I will be mm -hmm. in their midst. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. 
It says here about the uh, the seven gold lampstands, of course, for the seven churches. Um, and it says about them being golden because Christ has purified and made holy his church. Yeah, I was thinking, like, in the description of his feet. Yeah. Like, it, they look like, my translation says it looked like fine brass that had been purified in the furnace. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think of that with the brass. Yeah, and I know, I know with, yeah, with the feet, yeah, it said, or burnished fine brass. It says, however, the Greek is somewhat confusing with a feminine noun and gen I don't know what the word genitive means, but genitive case. <laughs> the Aramaic can be translated the brass of Lebanon. Lebanon was known for the quality of its fine brass. Brass is apparently a biblical symbol of passing through judgment. Right, like purification. Yeah. And, so yeah. Jesus, Jesus went through judgment for our sins, and with feet on fire, he is now kindling fires wherever he walks. Wow. <laughs> All right. You don't usually you don't get that picture from just thinking of, of them just being metal. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> okay, he's got heavy feet. You know, <laughs> heavy shiny feet. Right. But <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then the other parts of him saying before that, uh, the one about the golden sash. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It says the Greek word here is used as mastos and is usually usually for a woman's breast. Over the over the heart of the glorified Jesus is a golden sash of compassionate love for his bride. Mm -hmm. The Aramaic can be translated between his breasts a golden harness. It is made of pure gold for the divine nature holds everything together in divine order. And then, of course, the head with the white hair, of course, it says the head or headship speaks of Christ's authority, while white speaks of the righteousness of God and an emblem of his wisdom, which I could kind of figure mm -hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. Wisdom, yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward, but um, it says, I guess, apparently in Daniel 7, 9, it, it would equate, would equate Jesus with the ancient of days. actually has it's a little bit different though okay. uh, it's saying about um, waters are em emblematic of multitudes of people and it's saying it's not simply a voice of waters but the voices of many sons coming into his likeness which that one really threw me Ooh. for a loop so it's almost like because uh, obviously I didn't have John's vision but like I wonder if like he was hearing like when Jesus spoke if he was hearing echoes like like a whole bunch of other people saying what he was saying, kind of maybe. That's interesting. A lot of voices like coming into his likeness, like yeah. people speaking as he. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't have pulled that out of that. Mm -hmm. And of course, the sword the sword's pretty straightforward. That's yeah. metaphor for the word, word of God. Mm -hmm. So. And his appearance like the sun shining and all its power. Mm -hmm. That's pretty. Huh. That's cool. Did you 
Do you have anything about the appearance? Probably not. It's just probably not. to start way back at verse 1 actually <laughs> if that's okay it yeah. it's talking about uh, it says in mind it says what must occur swiftly mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other verses that kind of like say soon or yeah, what is soon. soon to come and it's saying about in the footnote it says about the Greek for that is using the term antachos uh, and that means it's similar to tachometer and it's, it's talking about whatever not so much that it's coming soon time-wise, but that when it does get here, it's going to happen quickly. Okay. So that it's going to take place like really fast when it does get here. Not, I guess it's not so much the proximity as the speed is when it's going to be done, mm -hmm. I guess. It could take a while to get here, but when it gets it's here, it's going to boom, 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 yeah. boom. Mm -hmm. hmm. so, it's so easy. When, when I think of soon, I think of time. like. Right distance-wise, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, soon, like, so that means soon, within the Jesus. next six months or right. a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it just means it's going to be fast. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. But that was interesting. Something I picked out out of that first paragraph, you know, verses one through three, is, you know, a lot of people believe that Revelation is a, a closed book <laughs> and it's not ever meant to be understood by us mm -hmm. you know here <laughs> um, yet like the name of the book is the revealing basically mm -hmm. you know revelation means the revealing of Jesus yep. and it says right in verse 3 that a joyous blessing rests upon those who read this message mm -hmm. <laughs> and upon those who hear and embrace the words of this prophecy yeah for the appointed time is in your hand. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first paragraph disproves the fact that people say it's a closed book. So that's a demonic lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, this because there's to try something to in it that yeah. is to be... To try to cut us off from yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's, like, a simple book to, like, right. <laughs> read and yeah. understand but right you, off But the you bat. don't want to be closed off from it, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to point that out because my... My translation in verse 3 sa says, Favored is the one who reads the words of this prophecy out loud, and favored are those who listen to it being read, and keep what is written in it for the time is near. Mm -hmm. Like, I it's like, oh. It kind of ties in, I mean, it kind of made me think of what you said last week about, like, how God listens, like, listens to us, and I'm just thinking, like, Okay, so we're reading it out loud and we're listening to it being read and like that's that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, not a, well yeah. not only that, okay. Just to add on to that, in yeah. verse four it says that it's from John to the seven churches. You know, make kindness to God's grace and peace overflow to you from him who is and was and is to come. Seven spirits in front of his throne from Jesus Christ, a faithful witness, the firstborn among the dead, and the ruling king who rules over the kings of earth. So he's he's adding on to that, uh, like saying this is for the church mm -hmm. to read and understand yeah. and embrace. Mm -hmm. 
And also, like in verse 4, I was saying about in the NIV version, the footnotes for that was talking about just like a geography geographically it's it's weird because they're they're all in a circle and they said they're roughly all 50 miles apart and like apparently it's possible that they were all kind of like postal centers for the churches because they're saying they they believe that um apparently the full book of revelation was given to each one not just the letters individual letters given to individual churches they all got the whole, the whole thing. book mm. which is kind of neat I would have thought they just, I thought they just got okay. They got John's vision and then they got their own, their own letter. Yeah. So, but hmm. that was kind of neat. And of course, verse six, talking about being a kingly priesthood, which is always really cool. We're very empowering too. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're priests, ministers, and then we're kings because we have authority, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Sevens, uh, mm -hmm. pretty, yep. pretty neat. As far as like knowing that when he does finally appear, everyone, even the people who have denied him and mm -hmm. you know say that he doesn't exist, will will instantly just know. Mm -hmm. It's a really bad illustration, but I think of. I think of that Left Behind movie. <laughs> you know, like, what what is it, a husband and a wife, and, like, one of them wakes up, and the one the other one's clothes are folded neatly in a pile, or, you know, whatever, like, whatever. The, but it <laughs> yeah. was, like, I think you could see, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but, like, you can see in all those people, like, they instantly know, like, oh, no, mm -hmm. like, what they said was true. Like, they weren't crazy. They, mm -hmm. like... Like how terrifying of yeah. an experience is that going to be for a lot of people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it was cool too, because yeah. um, the footnote about the even those who pierced him mm -hmm. was saying about. Um, Where's it at here? Oh yeah, every one of us has pierced his side with the spear of our unbelief and sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's like. Because when you read that, you're thinking, okay, like, both, like, the like the physical guys that pierced him, the ones on the oh, cross, yeah. mm -hmm. and then people who don't, just don't believe in general, but it's like, in a sense, we kind of all have at one point in our life, but mm -hmm. it's like, it kind of yikes at the, but at the same time, it's like, but at the same time, he's still gracious enough to come and show himself to everybody, even if they don't believe, and it's like, yep. almost like he's given them another chance, in a sense, before they're done right. <laughs> you know that was just really cool to kind of see that I like just the look he was coming with the clouds mm -hmm. like that's such a cool like thing to visualize like mm -hmm. <laughs> like what's that gonna even look like it's so <laughs> cool to think about <laughs> I mean, footnotes for this too, for that too, is kind of, it's kind of weird because it's like, it's, it's a lot of different meanings, I guess, that can be attached to it, but it says, he will appear or be surrounded with, 
I guess the Greek word is meta. I guess that's for clouds or whatever. Or he appears by means of clouds or with clouds or between clouds. <laughs> so like, I guess they're not quite sure what that's that going to look like. Mm -hmm. So, and it, said, and it does say about clouds of glory too, so I wonder if they're even going to be... Clouds of what? Clouds of glory. Oh. So I wonder if they're even going to be the stereotypical white yeah. clouds or they're just going to be like his shiny yeah. like, majesty. Like the beaming. Like, <laughs> could be. Yeah. I mean, because it does say his appearance was like the sun shining with all its so power. I wouldn't so be like, surprised could it be? if that's if it just kind of maybe looks kind of like clouds because it's just so radiant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. What I want to know is, well, that's for another, that's for another <laughs> The next, the next thing I have written down is probably the part of the entire chapter that really has me like questioning whether John was actually seeing a vision or in verse 10 he actually says I was in the spirit mm -hmm. realm mm -hmm. that's a really good question mine says I was in a spirit inspired trance okay because it could be either or. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if he was actually in the spirit realm, that's like that's like a whole new. <laughs> that's totally different. Yeah, like, that that like change it. That's like a game changer thing there, where we can actually <laughs> almost like leave our bodies and be in mm -hmm. the spirit in well, the spirit realm. You what know, like, that makes me think of though, when it talks about stuff like that. I always go back to what Shane Warren says yep. about that throne room thing. Yep. So I'm thinking, my best guess is it probably would be something like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess technically, like, and I still, I still to this day, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure how mm -hmm. how that works. To I mean, obviously we we walk in the spirit, but to be that aware of it, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like obviously we hear we hear him talking to us, but to actually to see. Like some of the stuff people have actually seen is mm -hmm. like then a whole another step, because mm -hmm. like he's talking about literally being there before the throne of God. Almost like his spirit leaving his body. Yeah, yeah. Like, but 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 he's still but he's still aware of what's going around mm -hmm. him down here too. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how do you do both? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how? Yeah. <laughs> well, what was so? This is like not really the same, but. Remember that Le Leif guy? Leif that one, yeah. Isn't he the one who told the story of how he was somewhere and somebody saw him somewhere else? Yeah, um, that was, I think, because he, he was talking to a bunch of um, Muslims and Middle Eastern people. Yeah. And, like, something about, like, he was with a group of, like, the leaders and, like, the one guy there, his favorite was his dad, was in the hospital. Right. The son was in the, right. hospital, was in the hospital, and somehow Leif was there in the hospital while he was talking with right. these guys. So, like, if something like that can happen, but I'm I'm not sure if Leif. I don't think Leif knew that he was there in the hospital or not. But still, it's yeah. yeah. But it was something where, he, <laughs> like, 
I mean, I personally have had some pretty intense, like, I wouldn't say I was in a trance or anything. Yeah. But, like, I just, anything's possible. Mm. (laughs) I guess what I'm saying, because, like, I don't know. When I when I saw that I was in a spirit inspired trance, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, that sounds like fun." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, without any start. type of hallucinogenic. Yeah, as long as it's with God and not on the other end of the spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's a very good point, though. Mm. Because if people and we know people can be in an evil spirit induced trance, mm-hmm. so if people can be in an evil Counterfeit inspired trance, yeah. then they most certainly can be yeah. in a Holy Spirit. But can most trance. people believe about the evil what they don't believe? You know, because that's how it seems to be a right. lot of times. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to try and tell me that God would allow people to experience an evil inspired trance, but not give them the true inspired almost seems a little spirit cool. trance. Like that's <laughs> that, that case, doesn't yeah. that's not his character. Like yeah. he wouldn't do that. I see so why mean. why would why would that not be something that because I've seen a lot of people in evil spirit in yeah. trances. And there's always counterfeits mm-hmm. off of the real thing. What are you thinking? I'm just looking at the literal like Greek translation of the, in, in in the spirit yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's the word that they use for in is like in the realm of mm-hmm. as in the condition or state in which something operates from with the inside in so it so we think it it's seems like it wasn't just a state of mind, but a physical, like being in physical. a spiritual realm itself. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, and it's saying here like <laughs> uh, they're not entirely sure too, but this is what they're saying. It says, "Or I came to be in or with the spirit, uh, or I became in union with the spirit." This this was John's rapture. They say most likely a trance. The realm of the spirit was John's vantage point. The same spirit that inspired this book must interpret it, of course. Uh, for that, for it is what the spirit is saying to the churches. But so it still kind of leaves it like, yeah. <laughs> John, but I, John was physically in this it world. Was, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm still reading down like more of the definitions. And, and one, another one is it's of a proper place in the interior of some whole within the limits of some space hmm. okay. and innumerable other examples in or on the surface of a place hmm. that's interesting <laughs> he wasn't just dreaming this no. he was of like proximity at near or by yeah I, that's what what Shane said is probably the best example I could probably give of that. That's probably the be- closest, probably the best ways to explain it. I, I would say, like you you'd had to you'd had to been there and hear him say it. Like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like and like even that 
like I don't know who I think I showed some people in church that that one from Tommy Green from that Sleeping Giant band like he had a similar experience like at like where he was up like he he was sitting he was sitting in like a Starbucks or something like that like with one of his mentors or something and like he just got taken up mm -hmm. but he, he could still in the background while he was walking the streets of heaven he could hear the noises like the Starbucks mm -hmm. and stuff like that can you he was still there it's like what mm -hmm. no way <laughs> and he actually got he actually got to see Jesus and he actually got to go up and hug him and everything I'm like, mm. come on <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that's really cool though that's awesome so uh, yeah I mean with what we just looked up here with the Greek I'm gonna read this and believe he was literally in mm -hmm. the spirit realm to me that makes the most sense yeah it wasn't wow. just like a picture he saw in his mind yeah mm -hmm. I, I remember when I read this, I first read this as a kid though, my, my thought was, to me, it was just, he was, he wasn't present on Patmos at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I, to yeah. me, I thought he was body and spirit up there. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's kind of both somehow, yeah. however that works. Yeah. But. I mean, when it says I turned to see who was speaking to me, like, that means. He literally He literally turned, turned and looked yeah. in the face, like. He, mm -hmm. it wasn't just like close my eyes and I see it and you know like whatever like he literally <sighs> <laughs> like he he actually saw mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean <laughs> like he didn't see it he saw it another, another thing about that that's crazy and this this will throw everybody for a loop. Uh, the thing about that. the Lord's Day. Mm -hmm. um, let, me, let me read you what it says about that. Uh, this was not Sunday, not a twenty-four mm -hmm. nor a twenty-four hour day, but the Lord's Day. Mm -hmm. It says the Lord's Day. Nowhere in Scripture is Sunday called the Lord's Day. The Aramaic can tra Aramaic can be translated on the Lordly Majestic Day. So it's just a special day, mm -hmm. not a specific day out of the week, mm -hmm. not a Saturday, not a Sunday, mm -hmm. special day, mm -hmm. majestic day. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. <laughs> I mean, read that verse, you can probably just end the debate right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, and then the trump. It just says a little bit about the trumpet too. Uh, and I heard behind me a voice sounding like a trumpet. It says or a shofar, mm -hmm. which I know that's the old Jewish ram's horn. Uh, ram, ram's horn. Yeah. I tell you, Harvest Chapel has one of those. What? Bethel has one too. Um, and there have been services. There's this woman who I'm not sure if she still goes there, but she used to be the the blower because I think it does probably take a good upper <laughs> respiratory because yeah. it's but she would like I remember different worship services like we would just stop and she would blow on it because that's like the horn right mm -hmm. the, she would blow on it and it almost moves you to tears because it's just like like that's incredible like it's, it's really just cool, it's yeah. an incredible sound and it just like 
it makes you think like is that what we're gonna hear on the day <laughs> you know like it's just yes yeah because yeah, why we always think trumpets because mm-hmm. we're thinking of modern days, but right. it's like, like it might not be. Might, mm-hmm. might be that. Might be a ram's horn. Most of the people today would be like, what the heck is that? Sounds like a foghorn, <laughs> yeah. basically. I mean, like a similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just says, yeah, a, a trumpet sound always carries a message. The voice sounding like a trumpet blast points to a fresh pro- yeah, proclamation uh, heralding a new message to us today. Well, and like back in the day with kings and stuff, like the guy would always come before the king, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you the know, herald. and then he would yeah. right, and he would speak. So it was, yeah. Hmm. Oh, and then uh, of course, when Jesus is speaking to him and saying about the seven churches again, it says the number seven, of course, is the number of God and His perfection. The seven churches make up one perfect and complete church in his eyes. These seven churches speak of completeness or fullness, just like the seven spheres are full and complete. So the church is full and complete in Christ. We are the seven in one bride, just as the Holy Spirit is seven in one. Mm-hmm. Bam. <laughs> Verse 17 and 18. My translation says when I saw him I fell at his feet like a dead man but he put his right hand on me and said don't be afraid I'm the first and the last and the living one I was dead but look now I'm alive forever and always I have the keys of death and the grave I don't really have anything but like that's just (laughs) like I just I'm thinking now of this whole thing happening with him physically being mm-hmm. there like and he's saying that to him like oh yeah I like uh. he's like literally it says he laid his right hand on me yeah like he and heard his voice so like if if John is literally in this spirit yes. realm like we're believing did you think it to be then Jesus is physically like Putting him. his hand on John yeah. and, and like speaking, speaking reassurance and like to him. Wow, you can't really get any more encouraging than that. Yeah. I don't think. That's just <laughs> yeah, just to like physically have Jesus touch you and say, "Well, don't and be afraid." Like falling yeah. at his feet like a dead man, because I think that's what our all like our natural instinct would, mm-hmm. of course, be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like that. I don't know. That just changes the game completely. Mm-hmm. To think like. Of it being this. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh and it's really cool. The one footnote for, for 17 as well. <laughs> Because it makes you think John had walked with Jesus for nearly three years and even leaned upon his chest. Now he sees Jesus not as he was, mm-hmm. but as he is. Mm-hmm. And seeing him in his glory, John fell at his feet. That's a really neat point. Because <laughs> he, saw, he saw him that. in his human form. Right. You know, where he was limited. But yeah. now in his unlimited form, like, He just wow. falls at his feet. <laughs> like, that's all he 
That's a good. It's a difference. That's cool. It's a difference between John, just John, and then John being like born again John. Yeah. Right. Because you know John, that's walking with Jesus along with the other disciples, aren't born again yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're just little students. Really, yeah, it's really <laughs> not until the Holy Spirit falls that's on true. Pentecost that they all like become born again, right. and really realize who Jesus was. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's crazy. Although John, I think, was the only disciple that was actually there when he died, wasn't he? I think so. Because I think it was just, it was just one. Yeah. Was, yeah. So I mean, maybe John, maybe John You're did realize. Yeah. Because Jesus actually asked John to take care of his mom. Yeah. But all the other ones were right. nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. yeah. So who knows what was going he, on, with John? I just I like but John. I like John his gospel because he had, you could tell. Because of how he speaks of himself, that he had a greater revelation mm -hmm. how much Jesus loved him. Mm -hmm. He said, I, John, the disciple that Jesus loved. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't him being arrogant, it's just, I know. I know I'm who loved. I am. Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he might have been one of the first ones to really get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is maybe why he was the disciple that was given this vision. Yeah. Yeah. Over all the other ones who didn't. Didn't quite get it right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all went on to, I mean, besides Judas, uh, all went on to do pretty incredible things. Yeah. But there's something different about John. Yeah. It's neat about the saying about the keys that unlock death in the unseen world. And that says, or Hades, uh, originally used in Greek as the as the god of the underworld, of course, and, you know, mm -hmm. we see the movie Hercules and all that stuff. Uh, Hades became identified simply with the unseen world. Uh, Aramaic for Hades or the place of the dead. So. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, a really cool part. Probably the part that that touched me the most in this chapter was uh, talking about in verse 20 and talking about the lampstands and the churches again it says mm -hmm. the lampstand becomes a powerful metaphor of the churches of Jesus they burn bright burn bringing light and illumination to the city as a witness of God's glory it stood in the holy place giving light for the priest to minister and this is the part that got me even with their problems because obviously the letters revealed problems mm -hmm. These seven churches were golden in God's eyes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my, that's that about made me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also in verse twenty, uh, talking about leaders. Uh, it says, it is likely that these messengers represent the human leadership of the churches mm -hmm. who would be accountable to God to ensure that this message was presented to the churches. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people were thinking like angels 
or something like that. But it says, Heavenly angels would have no need for the letters as a form of communication. Right. right. Nor would the reprimands in these letters apply to angels. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny to think about that. Hmm. Anybody else have anything else? I don't think so. good. It's a lot. Good story. <laughs> I mean, I think we pulled a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. out of that yeah. first chapter. Yeah. And it's like every every chapter in here with this is like. See, you see how it is ha- half a page of footnotes mm-hmm. and half of it. Yeah. Scripture. <laughs> like, wow. There's a lot to footnote. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did. I mean, we we talked did talk about how revelation is meant to be understood by everybody. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine people that didn't have the footnotes that were I trying know. to figure this out? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Only, that's this where you'd have to just be a little bit more patient mm-hmm. and dig even harder because, and hopefully, the Holy Spirit will yeah, ask the Holy Spirit open you up to it. You know, because mm-hmm. like there's there's no way, there's no way without Him I would get any of that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> completely i know the first 20 times i read that it just you know big whoop you do other other than okay yeah i get to see jesus that's great mm-hmm. you know other than that you know whatever you know nothing, none of the other parts of the chapter would even affect me i think having the greek but, translation or like the yeah that Ma- really that Maic, yeah, yeah really, good really together. helps because yeah. it makes a little more sense mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool.